Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Jim Crenn No Restrictions Podcast. We are worldwide, nationwide, we are Pittsburgh-wide on the Pittsburgh Podcast Network. On demand, in your hand, on your lap, or on your desktop. 24-7, 365, you can get it anytime you want. Here they are, Mike Sasson, Terry Jones, Mike Wysocki, and your host of Pittsburgh's number one podcast, Jim Crenn. Jim Crenn, No Restrictions. Here at Talent Network Studios, Pittsburgh Podcast Network, and I'm excited uh, about the show today. It's a holiday show. Of course, we have Mike Sasson, Terry Jones, Mike Wysocki, Wayne Wow, Frank Mergia, Josh Folio, Dave Settlemeyer behind the scenes, and we have some special guests here today. Uh, my friend Bonnie Loya. Bonnie is a real estate agent for Caldwell Banker, and Bonnie dot loya l-o-y-a at pittsburghmoves.com if you need a house or home the best she's the best and bonnie loya is uh uh, works with my wife hetty and i was at a breakfast last year for make-a-wish and caldwell banker does a lot of work for make-a-wish they do this big party every year for them at christmas and it's such a great organization make-a-wish i've seen firsthand what make-a-wish does it's they give these children such hope and such fun. It's beyond belief. My friend Lou Eric tells me about it all the time. He's had a couple of great things with them associated with Make-A-Wish. Bonnie was nice enough to donate money to hang out and watch our show. So, she, so this show is in honor of Make-A-Wish. So in honor of what Bonnie did, I want you to go to Make-A-Wish, go to their website, make a donation for Christmas. That would be a great thing to do. Right? It'd be a lot of fun. And she brought her, her family here, and the kids uh, grew up listening to me. So I'm like your crazy uncle. <laughs> guys. And we have uh, all our names here are, your name is Scarlet. Scarlet. We have uh, Tanner and Billy. And Billy. And Bill's about 14. Scar's like 17, right? Tanner's about 19. And l- grew up listening to me on, in the radio days. And you know, listen now to 92.9, of course, the podcast. But the cool thing is with uh, uh, Tanner's story, as we start the show, is at 19 years old, Tanner's decided to join the Marines, which I'm real uh, proud of you and applaud you on that. And that the coolest thing in the world, to join the Marines and be a Marine, serve your country, and see the world. We just did a Toys for Toss things in the Marines. We're talking about that. The uh, gentleman, the sergeant. Tell me about being a Marine, how you get to travel all over the world. But I'll, the basically, it's a, 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 to protect our country, too, and what you have to go through is amazing. But the amazing journey that Tanner had was that you were, you were hot. Could you give hand Tanner a microphone real quick? Wait, I'm sorry. Tanner, how, how much did you weigh uh, again originally? You had to lose a lot of weight to get ready for boot camp. How much did Tanner? I lo- uh, weighed about 305 when I first talked to a recruiter. And what do you uh, weigh now? Right about now, I'm about 205. So he has 100 pounds. In how long? Um, a year? About nine, ten months. Ten months. That's amazing. It's amazing to have that all of a sudden go from just kind of doing your thing to finding out what you want to do. That's even bigger. Yeah. It, good for you. Congratulations, buddy. Thank you, sir. Proud of you, man. You, you, you. got to keep posted with us, all right? Will Let us know what you're doing. Will do. Want to follow it? All right. We've got to keep you laughing, I hope. I'm going to keep trying. <laughs> so, I know. Bonnie has a picture of her little doggy there. That's Buddy, right? Buddy, yeah. And a golden. He's a golden. Golden retriever, about six years old, right? Yes, he is. 
you said he is so cute man you're bonnie's a, a dog lover too does a lot of work with animal friends so. we were talking about our dogs off the air and i was telling her how my dog gizmo 19 year old gizmo is a rat terrier and he is just hanging in there he is 19 and he is just a crotchety little dog it's so funny he is mad at everybody he is. He's awesome. I love his character. And I, I talk about this on the radio a little bit. I don't know if I ever mentioned it on the podcast. But he looks like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> He's got this little weird, like, widow's peak hair thing, almost receding kind of look because he's 19. He's got one eye up like Nicholson. And he's like old Jack Nicholson in The Departed. <laughs> and he's that guy, that crotchety Nicholson. And he always looks at me that look. Like he's really ready to say something angry to me, you know. Like, you know, who took my chew toy? <laughs> Where's my medicine? Now I can't breathe. He's got he's got all these treatments he takes. So. so yeah, it's it's amazing. These these dogs that have become part of the household, man. It's like we're all big dog people here in, in the podcast, man. But so so Mike, Mike, Terry, myself, and talk about well, Star Wars, of course, is the, the big news. I remember it. Made two hundred thirty-eight million, I think, over the weekend. Did uh, did you guys see? Are you guys Star Wars into that stuff? Did you go see it yet? I haven't seen it yet. Not yet. You guys, kids, didn't see it. No. I'm gonna see it eventually. I'm like you guys. I'll wait till the crowd does. Now, Mike Sasson, he's a super fan. Mike was one of those crazy people. It's eleven thirty in the morning on Friday. <laughs> Mike is the person who's there and he's the guy you're afraid of because he's by himself at the theater <laughs> <laughs> i'm always afraid of the guy by him. i don't know why i shouldn't be That's a, i wish i could be that mm -hmm. i'm not confident i'm enough. afraid of that guy too i'm afraid of that guy i am that guy i see yes. <laughs> so. i see terry and i see mike i think mass murderers yeah and i don't want to sit next to you right well, I'll tell you, they, they did say... Well, Star Wars is kind of funny. Yeah. Well, they did say, make sure we can see your hands at all times, and I was wondering why. But, um, <laughs> no, I had a great time with it, and the way I described it on the radio, I'll describe it again. It's the movie that I wanted them to make back in the mid-'80s after Return of the Jedi. It's, it's that movie, and it's so much better than those god-awful prequels that they almost ruined the whole franchise with in the late-'90s and early-2000s. So just it, it was exactly what you wanted. It was awesome. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. It was That's, everything that you loved about the original Star Wars back in the late 70s it was, and early 80s. This this one got it back. They, they, uh, you know, it's funny. It reminded me of a story when I was uh, not, not long ago, really. Maybe it's like 12 years ago, 15 years. It was Halloween 5 came out. And my little cousin Adam, okay, since he was a little boy, I would, I don't know why I took him to see every Halloween movie <laughs> from like he's 12 years old or whatever on, which I probably shouldn't even see that at 12. <laughs> but I took Adam to see every Halloween. So I take him now, fast forward a years ago, to five. And I don't, it's only like, like I said, it's 12 years ago only or whatever. But he's now, at that point, he was probably 21, 22, very close to Tanner's age. And uh, so this is Jimmy, yeah. Halloween fives in the theater. We've seen every one of them. I said, all right, Adam, let's go. And it was a Saturday night, okay? And it was weird. It was in North Hills, and it was raining out. And there was, and we go in the theater. And this is Halloween five, which, would, by the way, is the scariest of all the Halloweens, as I found out. But I, I, I go, and Adam and I are sitting there. We get popcorn, whole thing. We're laughing, joking. 
We really, we're the only ones in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Except about seven, eight rows back on the left is this <laughs> scary looking guy. <laughs> He's like this big guy. He's got a raincoat on because it's raining. And he's the only one in the theater but us. I don't make anything. I don't care about it. It doesn't bother me at all until about 30 minutes into the movie. I swear to God, Adam goes, hey, Uncle Jim. I said, what's that? Up? I said, that guy. He's like a killer or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, laugh. And then all of a sudden, the movie, was just, I was just getting into it so much. It was so scary. I start thinking, well, is weird <laughs> it is saturday night and he's by himself alone i said he goes well, what if he like you know killed us and the, i'm like first i'm thinking it's ridiculous but then as the movie started getting me in the mood i go what's he doing right now so <laughs> <laughs> you gotta look back over your I shoulder did. i had adam <laughs> look and now adam's getting afraid <laughs> he's looking going well you know he's just kind of he's just kind of sitting there i think he's looking at me I'm like, turn, turn your head, turn your head. So I'm thinking this guy, what is this? And I'm thinking everything. Because the movie's scaring me. It's Halloween. It's a, and this guy's by himself. And I swear to God, the guy got up to go to the restroom or something. I'm not kidding. His shadow came up over me. And I swear to God, I threw my popcorn in the air. <laughs> the guy's like, I just put my head down. Like, it's just like this big shadow. Now, Jimmy, what is weirder? How weird seeing, is that? Seeing, going to Halloween. Who would think that? Going to Halloween by yourself and seeing that movie by yourself? Yes. Or what I did, no. which was which was I went and saw Kevin Costner's Mild. 13 Days, a Cuban Missile Crisis period drama by myself You're good. at 2 o'clock on Tuesday. That's an intellect. I was weird, though. That's an I intellect. felt weird when I was the only person in that room. Like, literally, when I no. said 13 days, they looked at me like, we haven't shown that. No, 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 Mike. <laughs> Do we Hall have that? Halloween by yourself is a mass murderer on his day off. Yeah. He just didn't kill us that day. You were an intellect because you were going to a historical show. And even Star Wars by yourself. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that. Well, that's the other thing. Everyone around me were guys my age who were all sitting there going, yep, not going to work today. <laughs> the guy next to me was a plumber, and he was just talking about, I'm getting texts from my – they want me to bring my granddaughter. I ain't ruining Star Wars over my granddaughter. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's lying because I'm pretty sure every guy in that, that room never met a girl. Oh. <laughs> $238 million. Someone, one of, them, one of them is reproduced. I, I got him on the defense. <laughs> I got him on the defense already. I'm kidding. <laughs> He's still mad about today. You see, he had this whole speech about the young. Oh, I was going to. He had this Mike. whole speech on the air he's going to do about young Mike Sasson watching was, Star Wars. Yes, and I just. practicing it for. I just pounced on you, Mike. It was going to be my. It, it, honestly, it was going to be my gonna, demo so to get out of here. But, um, no, it was going to be warm. <laughs> you were going to be like that warm, you know. Rush. Like Seriously, I, I had the perfect music playing under it. It was going to be the feel good. It was going to build I my characters. Why did you give us the speech how you were going to do it? Young Mike Sasson. I forget it. Watching Star Wars, you looked at yourself or something. I just like that. had the line. That's all I had. That was, was it. Oh, I thought there was a whole story. I no, there was no story. I apologize. <laughs> no, there's no story. I'm not creative enough to come up with stories. All I, all I thought of was when I was walking out of the movie yeah. with yeah. me and all of the other dateless dudes. Right. That I was sitting there saying, <laughs> "Who met? Who all? I apologize. Who have met women? Yeah. And just decided yeah. to go who, with one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, by, who by the way, all have meters for some reason. No. Um. Yeah. 
But uh, they sat there, and the only thing I thought of was walking out of the theater was that eight-year-old Mike would have loved that movie because that's exactly what he wanted. It's very warm right now. Thank you. I feel, I'm feeling a warmth. Everyone good. here feeling the warmth? Eight-year-old Mike. I don't see Tanner's I don't feeling the warmth. <laughs> Semper Fi. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Terry, you're, you're a huge sci-fi guy. I'm going today. Are you going today? I'm going today to see it. Okay. With anybody? You get your review by no. yourself? Probably going by myself. Is that like some kind of thing you're supposed to do with Star Wars? <laughs> well, no. I mean, you know, with with it's the kids and everything, I, I have to try and get out myself sometimes. Oh, because like it's not every time I we could just do like escape. date night or something. Yeah, sometimes it's an escape, and sometimes I can't tell her I want to see the movie because I want to see it too. So I act like I didn't see it. Oh, you're gonna pretend like you didn't see it? <laughs> yeah. Well, she'll probably really? know because your, if you ask me any questions, I'll be like, "Yeah, Star Wars was X, Y, and Z." You know, on air. You could always just like, see oh, it to well, see if it work. Yeah. But it, I mean, it kind of works sometimes. You just have to, and you know, she'd be like, "Oh, you want to go see Star Wars?" I'm like, "Yeah, I heard it was a good movie," you oh, know. Heck, you but I had already saw it. Like that. Yeah. That. Oh, it'll work out. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going today, so I'll be excited to see it. I can't wait to hear your review. And now, uh, our, uh, change the subject. Our Steelers, fantastic, winning over beating Denver, playoffs. which is exciting. We're going to playoffs. I think we're going to win, going to the Super Bowl. I, I do. So. I think we're the same kind of team I've seen four covered four Super Bowls they remind me of those teams that went to Super Bowls just that they can pull games out from behind they, they, they play with resiliency bend don't break so it's kind of exciting Denver made me a believer because before then they hadn't really had that moment where you're like this is a special team but against Denver against the number one defense in the NFL down 27 to 10 every reason to give up every reason to to say that you know what hey they're just it's they're not good enough for them to come back and do all that and dominate in the second half against a team that is running away with the AFC West. That's a team that's probably going to get a bye. I mean, and now granted they didn't have Peyton Manning. He was eating Papa John's over in the corner. I think that was the <laughs> halftime speech that Mike Tomlin went to the team and said, uh, we were losing, said, I just wanted to remind you guys that quarterback's name is Brock Osweiler. <laughs> that's not Peyton Manning. Just so you know. And they were like, oh, God, you're right. <laughs> we should be able to beat this guy. Why are we beating him? His name's Brock Osweiler. <laughs> <laughs> you can't lose to Brock Osweiler. No, it's embarrassing. He's six foot eight and he got drafted in the second round. I think purely based on the fact it's that he was named guy. Brock Osweiler. Yeah, they're like, we're not drafting a Brock we in the first round. Can't lose no. to that. No, mm -hmm. yeah, we we look good. We look good. I'm excited. I'm excited. I, uh, you know, we were, for our morning show, I was looking for the trying to find a, the weirdest person of the year that I could find for the next couple of weeks. It's like on on YouTube and all these. And I found for the first day, I'll look again today to find someone else for tomorrow. But today's I want to bring on the podcast was my favorite. I can't believe I found this lady. It's the craziest thing I've ever, ever heard. Right? It's this lady. Is a lady who, <laughs> swear to God, was giving a possum a manicure in pedicure. <laughs> and this lady, <laughs> she has the whole setup that you would give like a spa day or something like that. And she's got this possum who's about 15 pounds on the table. And she's talking, she's about 50-ish or so. And she's kind of step for wife looking kind of, you know, real kind of normal, but a look in her eye, a little crazy. Like, and, and she's talking about the possum, but the funniest part was she made it sound like everybody has a possum. <laughs> like she says, yeah, she's like, well, you're a possum. You know, you should do this, and you're a possum. Like, who hell? I have never met one human being in my entire life who owns a possum as a pet. <laughs> but this lady. Now, you, you, you saw it. It was amazing. Well, the most amazing part, like you said, was the fact that 
she was giving a tutorial on how to groom your possum. So it wasn't just like, mm -hmm. I'm holding a possum, isn't this unusual? She was sitting there going, oh, for all the rest of the millions of people who own possums, yes. I am going to teach you how to properly groom your possum's feet and give it a pedicure. It was amazing. So not only does she have a possum, she is treating it better than most people treat like their wives and girlfriends and husbands and wives. Yes. Like she's like sitting there taking it to a different level, like taking it to a spa. It was like a 20 minute video. I, I At the end, the possum looks great. <laughs> he's, got, he's, got, he's got his nails done, his little toenails. He's relaxed. Maybe Very a relaxed. Massage. Yeah. I think she took the possum to see Star Wars. He was, yes. <laughs> he looked He looked a little medicated, mm -hmm. the, the little thing. Now, Mike has an issue I, with possums. Now, this one I think he wouldn't have I'm a problem. I'm sorry. We have to give a little background. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I, well, that's how it caught my attention. Mike Waisaki, who I didn't know, grew up Amish. No, I'm <laughs> I, I was shunned in he was, uh, 1995. He, he went through Rumspringa <laughs> uh -huh. and left. The I Mamish decided world. to live among the English. No, you explain, <laughs> explain how you uh, you grew up in like this rural, weird, rural kind of thing. You said right, middle of nowhere. Like middle of nowhere. There was nothing. There Where was at? Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, it was a uh, west of Harrisburg, north okay. of Carlisle, so kind of middle of the state. That was Hanover. Yeah, that's where I went to high school and everything. But just nothing there. They're like the whole county had one stop. Doesn't even have a red light in it. Really? There, there's one section that should have one because they have a ton of accidents. No, <laughs> but every light. time they propose one, the city, my great granddaddy didn't need a red light. My daddy didn't need a red light, so we don't need any red lights. So all the rednecks come out and protest <laughs> modern technologies like a like a street light. Wow. So, I mean, it's really backwards and crazy, but that's when my just I'm all right with like uh, like spiders don't bother me. I'm right. all right with snakes, but possums just freak me out. <laughs> they do yeah, it. They're yeah, right? so weird looking. They are weird, weird looking. teeth and those beady little eyes, and especially when they're not manicured or nice nails. That's really what gets you. Yeah, nice nails. That, yeah, yeah. That's when they get scary. So I, they just freak me out. I would never ever want to. Because there were a lot possum. of possums around where you they were. were around. Sometimes you would see them like driving at night, and like the headlight went on. You you see like the little beady eyes and. Like they yeah. hiss kind of really. I didn't know that. Did they yeah. do that noise? I think no. They hiss. I yeah, wish people. Hiss. I wish yeah, people yeah. could visually see Mike doing it because he really became a possum. I did. <laughs> That's one of the best possum impressions <laughs> I've ever settled my inner possum. I've been working on that. More. There you go. <laughs> so so what? they did they like in your town? Did you? Was there a newspaper that they had headline? Man bit my possum. Or something. Was there some sort of? I mean, was there possum? It wasn't scare? a specific <laughs> incident. It's just from seeing man them. killed by possum yeah. again. <laughs> News eleven. Not a specific incident. Just, it just. I don't know. It's one of those things that just creeps me out for you. whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 did you have a new local news station, or was it Harrisburg? Uh, it was Harrisburg, yeah. So it was in, huh? Yeah, Harrisburg. See, I, just, well, yeah. I know Mike for 10 years. I mean, know all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I was kind of near Hershey, PA. It's so Hershey. That's where you're near the chocolate capital. Really? Mm -hmm. Did you visit there? Yeah, we used to get there cool? like about every year. Yeah. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Is that like the big vacation? Yeah, kind of. Kind of like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be, that's a good, that'd be a good vacation. <laughs> it's a whole land of chocolate and roller coasters. Yeah, so Hershey Park. Park. Yeah. If you were a realtor in that town, you their top realtor price sold two houses there. <laughs> Probably. It's <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Probably ten houses in a whole. Yeah, and it's just, yeah. The houses are just passed down to the kids, basically. Really? So there's not a whole lot so, of not a whole lot of movement. They did get a uh, a McDonald's there about ten years ago. Pretty <laughs> exciting. 
Yeah, no. oh, progress, man. man. Yeah, the, yeah. You still family there? You go back? Yeah, Is my it? parents still live there. Oh, for yeah. some reason, I don't know. You want to? <laughs> I want to visit so because of okay. the possums. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, we should do a show there from Newport, PA. We That's should where do a podcast live. there. Okay, why not? I don't I'll think let, it's I'll let everybody know. See the town, right? See I, the whole deal. See the light. You can see the new lights. You can see the new McDonald's. <laughs> All the progress. I'll show you where the light should be, Jimmy. I think they'd burn us at the stake if we brought this fancy technology there. I don't think they they no, they, they, they take too kindly to us English coming in I here. Know. Us are, city folk coming here with our know. fancy podcast. They know there Mikey's, are Amish people there too. They are. Yeah, a few, a few. Lancaster County has that's the hotbed of Amish. They're a little further east. Right on radio or podcasting, it's always fun to make. You can make fun of the Amish because they don't listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you say whatever pass. you want about. Yeah, them. all the time, free pass. If one if one sent you that's an amazing. email, it would be weird. I know. <laughs> well, do you guys watch that? Did you watch a cable show on A and E? Do you watch that show? Yes, it's amazing, and it makes you want. It's an interesting. The whole lifestyle amazes me, Amish. They're really. Interest, noble people, good people. Um, it's just, I couldn't do it. I mean, it's just a real interesting lifestyle with no television, no radio, no electronics. Their own type of society. You and work all day you work long. All day. <laughs> <laughs> that too. That too. <laughs> to make what? A candle? I don't mind working. They make candles in barns. Churning butter, making candles. That's not much of a challenge. They get awesome furniture. I gotta have. They do. Well, that could be my challenge. Maybe I'd be a good furniture craftsman. I could do that. At least Mm -hmm. I can enjoy. That's why you're. That's why they go into furniture because candles could be boring. Mm. After a while, you got to do something. They I are very good. <laughs> I always thought it was yeah. terrible when you see they have stores, the Amish furniture store, and there's lights in it. So I'm like, that's not authentic. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is that the you show sold out, man. The show we're talking about on A and E that that show is it's interesting. The they have an Amish mafia kind of thing. Yeah. It's like a whole subculture we don't know about that they have. They're in their, their society. As certain people that run it, like kind of like a Tony Soprano kind of vibe, and right, it's amazing on that show. I, I imagine it's real, right? I mean, it's you know reality shows. Some, but most of it, that guy, the guy that's on there's real. I'm sure. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's an amazing. I I mean, in Newcastle, there are a lot of Amish people who see them, you know. Up there, but they're always real polite, real nice people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never had any trouble with an Amish person before. <laughs> yeah, you don't hear an Amish person killing anybody. Screw you, you <laughs> Amish jerk. <laughs> yeah, <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> Only when Harrison Ford showed up and tried to get Kelly McGillis right. were there issues. Yeah. <laughs> How did they sell the fact that they wanted to be in a movie? Because there's like real Amish in that. Would they understand the concept of, hey, we want to put you in a movie? I, they must have got in there. You know, speaking of Harrison Ford, I want to bring that up. What's in Star Wars and Han Solo? I have been watching. It's kind of disturbing this week watching all the interviews. He has an earring in his ear, and I don't, I don't like it. You don't like seventy-three-year-old men with earrings? No, I think at fifty <laughs> you cut off the the earrings. It you don't go earring after fifty, maybe even forty. But it's I just, think it looks weird. Did, have you guys seen him with the earring? Did you not think it's an odd thing <laughs> with an old guy? It looks like he got in his wife's earring thing drawer, and he just walked out of the house and forgot to put the other one off. See, but I, I figured it to me, the reason why he did it was mm. because he he he's with uh, Calista, Calista Falkar, Falkar. Yeah. 23, 22 years his younger. And at one point, he, she yes. sat there and went, looked at a picture of like a model, like, oh, I like earrings. And he's just like, then I'll wear an earring. You know, I'm just. I guess. <laughs> and as long as she looks at it and says, that looks good. She's like, I don't care if everyone thinks I look terrible. 
if, if my 20, if the woman who is 22 years younger than me thinks it looks good, then Han Solo thinks it looks I, good. I, yeah, I, ma- I imagine it just looks so odd. I don't know. I think I'd take it out. I think you can only get away with it if you're a pirate or Keith Richards. Yes. <laughs> Those are two. That's the only two. Who Keith Richards is a pirate. That's yes. Okay. So. Well, yeah, he is married to Calista Flocker, 22 years old. You know, it's funny, uh, they, in the tabloids this week, they had that, uh, you know, guess because it's Christmas or whatever, but Tom Cruise is looking for a wife again. He's interviewing people. He's, he put a he put a put a post on jo- hot jobs so, or something like that. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> that he's looking for a wife, and they had like what he wants. Like he's got the interview thing. It's just real. In his interview <laughs> list is it was Emily Rakowski's on the list. She's the girl from the. Uh, blurred Lines video. She's a finalist uh, in the Robin Tom Cruise Fett. sweepstakes. <laughs> yes. Hopefully Steve Harvey won't screw up that one. Too. Yeah, she I know. Is about, <laughs> about, we'll talk about that too, Steve. But she is uh, 20, like 23, 24. He's 53. He looks good at 53, though. You know, you have personal trainer, chefs, massages. probably look real good. But uh, there was, oh, also he wants her to be like a Amal Clooney. She has to be like Emil Clooney. That's who he wants. Like she want he wants him to be like an international like but super Emily lawyer. But Emily nothing like Emil. <laughs> but that's like his number one candidate. Is Emily. Yeah, it has to be she. That's the ideal woman. He said, but I guess he'll settle for Emily Rakowski. But, he, but his ideal woman is Emil Clooney. Everybody wants what George Clooney has. Yeah, find your own. <laughs> I mean, really, yeah, find your right. own. One one of the best lines of uh, last year when um. Um, Amy Poehler and um, Tina Fey hosted mm-hmm. the Golden Globes as she was there with George Clooney. Yeah. And George Clooney was getting like an, a Lifetime Achievement Award. And they said, just to show you how vapid and terrible we are as Hollywood, <laughs> sitting next to him is a international lawyer who like negotiates treaties and has like helped <laughs> UNICEF and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But we're giving the husband the award. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Forget that you like help people and everything like that. Mm-hmm. No, you we made know, monuments, did, men. Did you see? Yes. The, did you see the uh, the uh, couple of the documentaries about Tom Cruise when with Katie Holmes and what Leah Remini wrote in her book about that whole deal? And when he wanted to get his Katie Holmes, for instance, according to the book. Uh, that Lee Remedy did in a, in a movie called Going Documentary called Going Clear. They uh, they said he would have a list of people and Scientologists. The, the head guy, Dave Miscavige, helped him, and they'd interview women. And he was on a plane, and they bring them on a plane, private jet, and he was interviewing them. And he ended up interviewing one of the girls. That was, and all of this is alleged, of course. But one of the girls was in a in Showtime's Homeland. I don't know if I watch Homeland with with Claire Danes. She had a small part in there as a regular, very pretty girl, kind of looked like Penelope Cruz, one of his exes. But he interviews her, and she's a Scientologist at the time, and she had dated him. She moves into his house, into Cruz's house. Miscavige comes over to house. She has a migraine headache, and she just didn't want to talk to him. Like, said, I'm sorry, I have a headache, whatever. Uh, you know, I had to go lay down, something like that. And they said, Cruz loses it, goes out of his mind, like throwing stuff, going nuts, and throws her out of the house <laughs> for disrespecting Dave Miscavige. 
Oh my god. Yeah. So she has like a like a kind of a breakdown over this. She no, she's part of the so they send her to this camp, like a detention camp, where you have to do these horrible like things, like a prison almost, for punishment. For disrespecting David. <laughs> yeah, for having a migraine. Going to and Cruz is on board with all this. And then that's how Katie Holmes came into the picture somehow. He liked her. She didn't have a headache. She didn't have a headache. <laughs> <laughs> and she ends up, he ends up marrying Katie Holmes. And part of Leah Remini's book was she was at the wedding. And it's all she said was they were kissing. And she was said, ah, take it to, the, to a room or something like that. She got reprimanded the same way. She got fined three hundred thousand dollars, two hundred two hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god! By the church, she got a bill for disrespecting <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> she had to pay two hundred grand. So you get fined for it's. I was. You got a documentary called Going Clear. Wow. The book's Leah Remini's book. You took the Lord's name in vain. It was yeah. It was. It's amazing. <laughs> it was fascinating to me. Here's some. Know. Here's a list of the other women who auditioned. Oh, thank you. To thank be you. Tom Cruise's okay. wife, Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Jessica Alba, mm -hmm. Lindsay Lohan, and Kate Bosworth. All auditioned. All auditioned. Well, they didn't well, know that. they didn't know it, though. Scarlett Johansson right? in this said that she thought she was yeah. interviewing for a part in another Mission Impossible. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, and so they take <laughs> her on like they take her on the plane. That's even better. They fly. She sits there and goes, oh, yeah, I'll talk to Tom Cruise to be in another Mission Impossible. <laughs> and all of a sudden, yeah, meantime, he's just talking to her about, like, like, hey, where are you from? What's all this? She's like, oh, okay. We're talking Scientology. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk about Xenu and all this. What? <laughs> and eventually, the, she's just like, well, can I see a script? And she's like, no, there's no script. And she's like, there's no script to Mission Impossible? And then, like, someone had to explain, uh, this is kind of what you're here for. Wow. They, well, they, you know, it's interesting. The Going Clear thing, which is nominated, going to be nominated thing for Academy Award. Oh, absolutely. Uh, going Clear, they had this lady who was a high, uh, big-time PR lady in, in uh, L.A. And she was uh, John Travolta's, like, PR person. And... She was also reprimanded for something minor. I can't even remember what it was. It was so stupid. It was ridiculous that she had, oh, she had recommended uh, somebody to go see a doctor. Like, you're not supposed to see a doctor for physical ailments and things no like that. No medical treatment at they all. They don't believe in that. Psychologists especially. Mm -hmm. But she just recommended a doctor. It's supposed to be an extreme measure. Oh, sorry, Mikey. Extreme measures to have a doctor. But mm -hmm. she said it like, oh, someone had a flu or something. So she ends up in this detention place for like two years. And she had a child while she was in the detention place. They took the child. And she says, that's it. I got I to gotta escape. So she, she finds the child, according to Gordon Clear, and this she said the child was malnourished in, in this area where they have other children. So she takes the child, and she tells there's a guard with her. And she said, hey, my uh, sister-in-law is going to come by, pick up the baby, because has to go to the doctors, look at the baby's look sick. It's jaundice. Or whatever. So the guard thought she had all these approvals because she was real high up at one point. And here she called another assistant for John Travolta. They were all kind of tight. She knew, the lady knew she was in trouble just through, like, instinct. So the lady drives up, and the lady goes down with the baby with the guard, and she jumps in the car with the baby. So the guard didn't know, and she locked it and ran away. She escapes. So she calls Travolta and tells him. 
He goes, I can't believe that. He said, you're kidding me. They, they would put a baby in danger like that, and they did this to you for – he thought – he was wondering why he hadn't seen her in like a year or so. He thought they had like broken up their friendship or something. He's like, I am amazed. He goes to them. He says, he quits. Travolta's out. And they go, no, you're not going to quit. They said, if you don't stay, they have all these tapes of these confessionals. They call e-meters. They're like these – they sit in these rooms and these – they had hours of him confessing things. Like any interpersonal secret, you know those rumors, the gay and all that rumors that have, which are nothing wrong with that. But hey, for whatever reason, he doesn't want to that out. It's his call. But that's they said that he backed away from leaving because of that. Because they have all these tapes, and they said they said they will they will smear him, according to Going Clear, according to this documentary. It's a fascinating thing. I just, I, it's hard to believe, isn't it? Well, you said you went down to Florida, and they said they're buying almost a whole town. They own Clearwater, yeah. The whole thing owns Clearwater. I mean, I don't, you know, to each their own, if you want to do that you know, thing. But still, what I'm hearing, though, it just sounds crazy. I mean, there's a lot of, there's smoke, there's fire. There's that many documentaries and books about it. I don't know how they, how do they get people to join, I wonder. With all these, you know, right, these books have been coming out the last several years in movies, documentaries. But they still do somehow get people to join it. Well, the pitch is good. I mean, the pitch is, hey, do you not want to be depressed anymore? Do you want to I be guess. happy? And yeah. they're like, yeah, I don't want to sure. be depressed and be happy. We'll read this book. <laughs> and so if you just read the book, you're like, oh, great. This is what's well, hard. to. Cr you don't want to criticize because they're like the mob. If you're listening out there, I love you. You're fine. You're great. <laughs> this is all Mike. Like the mob. This is all Mike Wysocki. Go so after him. I can't believe Mike said that about you. Yeah. <laughs> all these bad mouthing Scientology. Well, you know, grew up in a town one night. What does he know? Mm-hmm. He's just, he's glib. He's like Tom Cruise. Like, with the, he's glib. So we're gonna I want to talk about, too, for, as we wind down the episode, uh, the story of the week is uh, Steve Harvey is hosting Miss Universe. Did you guys, did you guys see this? Yeah, I it's unbelievable. The, yeah, wow. You see it, Tanner? It's incredible. Did you see it, Bon? I saw it, yeah. It's awesome. He's, he's hosting, and uh, he announces the winner is Miss Columbia. And beautiful girl, looked like Sofia Vergara almost, right? Looked like her sister. She's crying. They're holding the roses. The whole thing's going on. The whole country of Colombia is celebrating. She's left the, yeah, she's celebrating getting her family out of the call centers or wherever she has to work yeah. in Colombia. There's one, and if there's one place who knows how to party, it's Colombia. Yes. Yeah. She's thinking, my God, I don't have to make four cents an hour and working wherever. So I don't have to work with Juan Valdez. She's, she's all excited in uh, about a minute or so passes they're plotting against them and harvey comes walking up going excuse me i apologize and they're like what she goes you didn't win it's miss philippines <laughs> <laughs> and you see miss philippines face same way like oh my god i don't know if work in a tennis shoe factory <laughs> <laughs> i won yeah so she she won and they took it away from chris columbia Aww. that is the worst thing that could ever happen and i like my favorite line is he goes, don't be mad at the ladies, people. Be mad at me. Of course, why would we be mad at the ladies? <laughs> what did that make sense? Who was mad at the I ladies? I was not mad at the women. Why would I mad? I want to read the email of the that person who sits there. Thing. Yeah, the first, the person who would read in there goes, sits there and goes, how dare those ladies yeah. not be, I like how he <laughs> not know which one of them my, that won. No, the other, look at the video. He shows the card. He goes, this is the card. But it said clearly, <laughs> Miss Columbia. Runner up, but he's like, like he was misprinted or something. This is the card. 
And he goes, it is my fault. I'm like, yeah, no kidding. It's your fault. Well, it, it, was, it was on that bottom right side. It was kind of small. But the thing that but was still, funny. still, you're the host. You yeah, you're the host. Looking. You have to know. But the thing that was funny to me is Steve Harvey walked back, and he had his shoulders up. He gave that, like, I'm a black dude, and I just messed up my chance. Look, you know what I'm saying? Like, this was the only opportunity, and I just ruined it. Like he felt like he messed up for all black people in America. Never because hosted. that host gig was a huge gig. Like He's even the host of Family Feud, oh, yeah. live TV. He's even Barack Obama was shaking his head like, "Oh, Steve, oh, you messed up." Like that's how bad it was. <laughs> With that look on his face, it was horrible. This I, happened in two thousand eight. We'd have John McCain as president. Yes, we would. I wonder if, that, <laughs> I wonder if uh, that that lady could sue for like emotional distress. She probably could, because she had it. She'll never get over that, right? No. I'd be a nightmare. That's the laces out <laughs> Like, moment. you won. And mm-hmm. But here's the thing. the I personally – she could sue and everything like that, but no one's going to remember – No one, who won Miss Universe last year? No one remembers that. Everyone will remember these two for the next 50 years. Oh, yeah. Everyone will remember the woman from Columbia well, that was Miss Universe for one true. minute This will be part seconds. of a trivia question <laughs> yeah, forever. forever. She's a huge celebrity now in Columbia, bigger than she would have been. You're right. I would have never known it. She's, None of us would, right? Reality that show. That show comes and goes every year. We don't know. I'm telling you, pitching the reality show. Both of them live together, and they, you know, they hijinks ensue. Un- That's my thing. And, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Steve Harvey will be, it'll be huge ratings next time he hosts any of these things. They have to oh, live yeah. with Steve Harvey. I'd have him host, I'd have him host everything. Academy Awards, everything. Yeah. <laughs> the best is, the be- just for mistakes. What if they have Steve Harvey, like, next time they have the election coverage? Like, be like, and we, we call Pennsylvania for yeah, Hillary Clinton, and everyone's debates. like, really? Everything. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the Super Bowl? The Steelers win the Super Bowl. Check again. <laughs> Unreal, man. It says on the trophy. See right here. <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, no, it says both teams. <laughs> so bad. Too fun. Hey, it's it a fun show today. I appreciate it. Uh, uh, Bonnie, thank you so much for for doing this and, and hanging out with us. And, you know, wish everyone. But Tanner, but keep us posted, okay? Well, on the Marines. And I'm so proud of you. I lost 100 pounds. That's something. You're inspiring me here, man. To get to, I'm going to go do exercise today. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, definitely keep us, you know, posted and keep listening to the show. And thanks, guys. Keep, you know, stay in touch. And, and Bond, bon, she uh, donated again this year. Yes, yes, I did. For Make a Wish. B o n n i e dot loya l o y a at pittsburghmoves.com for the greatest agent. My wife says she's the best. Caldwell Banker Real Estate. And Bonnie is uh, got. You got this is a beautiful dog too. I love it. Is it Buddy, right? Buddy. Yeah, keep me posted on Buddy too. But Bonnie, thank you, and I'll see you next time because we'll see you again, and because uh, you just donated again to Make a Wish, like I said. So we're looking forward to that. Thanks for hanging out with us. Appreciate it. Thank so, you. Hope you had a good time. It was much fun. We had a lot of fun. Thank you. Hope everyone enjoyed listening. It's Jim Cren, no restrictions. Pittsburgh Podcast Network. Hey everybody, it's Jim Cren of Jim Cren, no restrictions. I just wanted to take the time out to thank you for listening to the show. We have a little over 100,000 subscribers now every week listening to the show. Go to SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or JimCran.com and subscribe today. And thanks again. If your business, whether large or small, is in need of commercial collections, choose PrimeCore Group. PrimeCore Group is a Pittsburgh-based corporate collections agency. Now, if your business is owed money, PrimeCore Group is there to help you. On a contingency basis only, 
PrimeCore Group will recover what is owed to you in a professional and trusted manner. Contact PrimeCore Group today by going to primecoregroup.com.